The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Ireland's third level lecturers are facing a working conditions crisis, according to politicians and academics. Uh, and joining me is Frank Jones, General Secretary of uh, IFOOT, the Irish Federation of University Teachers. Frank, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, this came to our attention because uh, Senator Alice Mary Higgins presented a motion about the working conditions of PhD researchers and what are called early career academics. What are the problems? Yes, um, and we're very thankful that that um, Alice Mary and her senator, senator colleagues on the NUI panel brought this motion before the Shand. <clears throat> the situation is that there are many um, lecturers working within the <clears throat> excuse me, Pat working within the university sector um, who are only paid for the hours that they face the students. Um, they are not on the proper and established lecture contracts of employment. They may be called various things. They might be called part-time teaching assist- assistants or hourly paid occasional lectures, but they're not on the scale, uh, on the pay scales or on the terms and conditions of lectures. Yeah. So now, now surface, this is, suppose you're a part-time lecturer and you have so many hours of lectures a week. Say you've got four hour-long lectures, um, what would you be paid for each of those hours? The rates across the universities, they're all, they all differ, but they're around about between the 60 and 70 euro per hour, which sounds very, very high rate of pay. It sounds extraordinarily high, but when you consider the time to prepare, the, the, the time of delivery itself, the time maybe for marking papers uh, that come up, and the time for tutoring and, and counselling with students and meeting students in the corridors, you could very suddenly find that there's another five hours attached to that one hour. So we could be talking six hours of work for one hour's, one hour of pay. And that so brings it right down to, uh, the claim was made, some are actually working for below the minimum wage if you were to count all the hours that go into that uh, single hour of face time with the students. Yeah, and, and that that does prove to be the case on occasion. I mean, there are some types of employment that allow for payments of below the minimum wage, but usually they lead to something else. These people who are engaged in this type of work, it does not tend to lead to permanency or to lecturing roles. And that's really the claim, that this was a stopgap solution um, of calling people into, we would call it sometimes, to deliver lectures. Um, with no future and now there's no need for this anymore. There is funding that can be drawn down. These people should be given proper contracts of employment. It all comes from it comes from a decision in about 2010 across the public sector to have an embargo on new hires, and we're still living with those rules uh, largely. We're living but surely with those the rules. colleges can do their own thing if they need more lecturers, hire them. No, they, they, they can't. Unfortunately, there's an employment control framework imposed upon the universities that forbids them from doing this. Now, there was some advances made in it this year where the, the universities across all the universities were allowed to hire another thousand between them, thousand lectures. But the funding hasn't been matched for that yet. Um, it's very interesting. If we look at the, the, the census results that came out yesterday. We can see, you know, huge growths in college numbers and uh, and completions, which should be something we should be very proud of. Um, the it's gone from twenty five percent to thirty four percent completions of degrees as part of full time education between twenty eleven and twenty twenty two. So in the last ten years. Our numbers are up significantly, yeah. but there aren't the, match, the num- matching numbers of employees aren't up. Now this would be what Simon Harris's area. 
Um, it will be, and it'll be Simon Harris's area 100% again from tomorrow, I think, because Helen McEntee returns from maternity leave tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so it is yeah, the, the so, Department of Further Higher Education. Yeah, because it seems to me we are constantly bleating about Irish universities tumbling down the global rankings. And one of the measures of all of this is the staff-student ratio. So if we are, maybe they are adding these part-time lecturers into the staff-student ratio in those calculations, but probably not because hard to justify sticking a a two-hour-a-week lecturer in as a full-time job, uh, even though some of the tenured professors only do two hours of lectures a week. The, the rest of their time is spent on reading and research and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but but is there an argument that says, look, this is the beginning of a career for somebody uh, and you've got to suck it up. You've just got to take the fact that you're going to be penniless for a while, but the rewards will come. Yeah, th- th- and that appears from my understanding to have been the way of the world some time ago. It is not anymore. This isn't the pathway or some sort of rite of passage or some apprenticeship that leads to permanency and leads to getting onto the established scales and with the, with the, the proper terms and conditions of employment. And um, it's not that by any means. And you're quite right. Um, we're, we're completely out of sync with the staff student ratios um, across the okay, OECD. So, in- Frank, in summary, what do you want to do? What does the bill uh, of the senators want to achieve? Uh, I mean, if there's no money there to pay these people... What then? Okay. Well, well, first of all, yeah, the bill wants wants the the employers to engage in collective bargaining with the trade unions. Um, secondly, there is plenty no, of no, money hang on. there. I presume these part timers don't have the money to pay a union sub. So, are you uh, working for them pro bono? Um, many of these uh, part timers and these flexible workers are within our, our membership, um, but we're working for the sector. I mean, we, we want to improve the outputs of further and higher education, and we know to do that, it's important that the, that that those working there are employed on a sustainable basis. So our interest is the sector and our members in the sector, and there is the finance out there, and we believe with the engagement we can achieve all our objectives, which isn't just merely to address the student-staff ratio f- for, for that purpose alone. Um, it's to improve the outputs for all. Um, we believe that with right-size funding, the, 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 we can go ahead in the rankings. Yeah. That, that's one thing, but, but it would be better for students, better for climate change, mm-hmm. better for digital literacy, and we can improve counselling s- services to students. All the outputs can be improved. And this, this, this is an investment. I mean, it's proven yeah. and everyone but knows. So, some of them may be useless. And, you know, to give them long contracts that puts them in a university for the rest of their days when they're not really effective as teachers, what then? You, you don't want to tie your hands because this could be seen as probation. If you're great, we'll keep you. If you're useless, yeah. we'll let you go. And, and Pat, if it was seen as probation, we wouldn't have an issue with it. It's not seen as probation. I don't have an issue with probation. Probation is something that's established within most employment contracts in all sectors. This isn't probation. The repeated use of fixed-term contracts for somebody for maybe 18 years and roll over three- or two-year contracts no, that's not is on. not probation. No, that that's is not. not on. I am a, a, a fan of probation, um, and I'm supportive of the HR practices that uh, uh, HR teams that, that use probation. No, this isn't that issue. Um, and we're not talking about people who are who are, are, are useless in, in any way. And we're talking about there was a time when excellence was probably enough to ensure that you would end up with a permanent position in the Higher Education Institute. It's not now. It's not excellence, anymore. persistence, and you know, funding from elsewhere, maybe the bank of mummy and daddy in some cases.
All right, Frank Jones, General Secretary of IFUT, the Irish Federation of University Teachers. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.